listening to I Believed What? Hey, I'm Jill Solo. During this podcast, we'll be exploring Christianity and its Semitic tales of power-hungry rulers who used the biblical God to uphold their laws and all about the laws they broke. Each podcast is mulled and sifted over by me, Jill Solo, a professional ex-Christian. I'm not agnostic. I'm not atheist. I'm pretty spiritual now. But anyway, I used to be a creationist, a homeschooler, a mom to over five blessings that I raised as warriors for Christ. Yeah, I submitted my entire soul to the God of the Bible, the New and Old Testament. My faith was in Him. I set all my needs, my hopes, my fears, my sins, all of them at the foot of the cross. I believed God wouldn't give me more than I could handle. I even placed Him in control of my womb. Five babies, a set of twins, and one more at the end of my fertile years, and I started having questions about the church that I gathered with. Then I started questioning what I accepted as true. I hope to bring to light the American Christian's beliefs. No matter the grit, no matter the cringe, all for your entertainment. I hope to make you smile and even laugh with me at my preposterous beliefs and the justifications that I gave them. This is exciting. Let's dig in. So as a Christian, I was under the assumption that everything that I did was for the Lord. It wasn't even an assumption. It was absolute faith. So you have to believe that when the time came for me to have all my beliefs come crashing down around me, it was pretty amazing and terrifying. I made it through, and I'm coming to terms with my beliefs. I'm realizing that the regrets that I have from all the decisions I made based on my beliefs, they made me who I am. I can be a stronger person now. I don't have to keep living wishing I hadn't done what I did. I'd like you to think, though. Think on this. Christian macho man today, or all the Christian macho men I've known in the past 30, 40 years, 45 years to be exact, um, actually, I, I can't say that because I wasn't a Christian until I was about nine, but all the men that I knew that were leaders in the church, fathers in the church, pastors in the church, all the men that I knew that ran home churches, attended home churches, they were men. They were simply men, humans. They made mistakes, they scuffed up their knees, they ruined their families with their addictions. They denied their wives respect. I mean, there were some good ones, but still, they were steeped and still are steeped in the lies of the patriarchy. And I don't mean to speak ill of the way that our society is built up. I just, I see it for what it is. There is a patriarchy. There is not equality in America. Well, when I look at the way that Jesus lived, I'm surprised at how 
offended some of the men in the church got. Like at one point, I even uh, approached one of the elder men, and I said, you know, it says in in uh, Acts that we're supposed to greet each other with a holy kiss. Why don't you greet the other men in the church with a holy kiss? <laughs> this dude went full-on homophobe batshit. Anyway, that is amazing to me because Jesus was in a bromance. If you think about the way that the disciples leaned upon his chest, I suppose there was one named John, there was one named Peter. Peter denied Christ three times. And then after Christ arose from the dead, he made Peter swear three times that he loved him. Like, almost to undo things. Could you imagine a man looking into another man's eyes and saying, Do you love me? And then the other man having to admit that, Yes, I love you with all my heart and soul. And then again he asks, I mean, to have a dude leaning on your chest, John, at one point is leaning on Christ's chest. Christ leans over the table, dips his finger or his bread into the oil and passes it over to Judas and whispers into Judas's ear, do as you will. Where is John during this point? Uh, he's going to write this down and put it in the Bible later, so he's between Jesus and Judas. I cannot imagine the preacher of the Church of Christ that I was raised in, in Round Lake, Illinois, doing that very thing. I cannot imagine. Oh my God. I can't imagine my stepdad leaning into uh, one of the elders in his suit with his short, bald hair. You know, like the, the, the Cookie the Clown haircut where all the top is bald and then the hair around the sides and back and maybe a good old comb over don't forget about that because you gotta have some vanity even though you're a Christian you're a pious good Christian you've got a fat fat 480 pound wife I don't know anyway I'm sorry to diverse or di digress that's what I'm doing don't judge me <laughs> I already do that. The God of the Bible has really done some amazing things with his bros. Hey, real quick, I want to tell you about a book I've been reading. It's called Toxic Parents by Dr. Susan Forward with some dude named Craig Buck. But anyway, I've just been delving into this book and it's blowing my mind. I had no idea that all the things that I believed, like every single fucking thing in my life, was based on the way that my parents treated me from the age of zero to six. And uh, a lot of the things they did were pretty fucking hurtful. Anyway check it out. It's making me less toxic, that's for fucking sure.
Okay, so this week was just a test podcast, okay? I just want to see what you guys think. I'm sure somebody's going to get pissed. They're going to want to kill me. I guess that's the way it's going to be. I'm going to piss people off. But then again, I might enlighten someone and I may find a few friends that have been through the same shit as me. 45 years into a life, from 9 to 45, with a small gap in between there at about 16 to 22, where I was just like, fuck that. I went and did what I wanted to do and lied and did what I did. Anyway, come back dive right back in having that foundation as your daily life really makes living difficult like now now that I've come to this closure of the Bible there's still times where if I'm talking to somebody and they're saying uh, something that sounds like it might be proving that God is real I panic I'm like, I don't need this in my life. The God of the Bible can't be true. It's all just scare tactic. There's no way that you can live your life loving someone that you're terrified of. You can't serve them. You just can't. Now, knowing that God or whatever it is that has created this reality that we all share, Knowing that that God lives right here inside of me and talks to me, not with words, but with, hey, check and make sure that you unplug the blah, blah, blah. Or, did you lock the front door? Or, did you remember all the kids? Or, are the groceries in the van? Or, do we have enough toothpaste? I mean, the voice inside me, when I ignore it, I suffer. It is wise. It has lived as long as I have, and it's learned every lesson I refuse to learn. It's wise. Listen to it. Getting back to the Bible part, I don't really know if I had a point, other than the fact that having a belief is freedom. But it's also slavery. When it comes to Christianity, you're tethered down to rules and laws. Many of them are wonderful, but many of them are oppressive and unfair. Let us go one more time into the New Testament. We'll talk about for a moment where Jesus' buddies were like, Hey man, if this chick overhears husband dies and then she marries his brother and then he dies and then she marries his other brother and then he dies when they die all are they going to be who's she going to have in heaven who's going to be her husband well Jesus was like nobody nobody's going to have anybody for a husband there will be no marriages there will be no male and no female Christians have such a difficult time seeing this as a genderless future. 
they're surrounded by people who are trying to do that very thing right there and they buck it and they reject it like a motherfucker they think that it's wrong they think that it's evil they're worried it's gonna rub off on their kids it's double standards it's two-sided it doesn't work So what I'm asking is if you would drop me an email, ask some questions or suggestions on what you'd like me to talk about, Um, submit any kind of renditions of stories from the Bible that you'd like me to read. Um, I'm working on a few projects right now at home, trying to get my podcast up and running. I'm excited. I know this really didn't delve deep and didn't sift through or what I said it was going to do, but I did share a few of my little goofy antidotes or myths from the Bible. Uh, Just a couple. I'm under construction. Come on. Give me some time. I just give me some feedback. Give me some love. Whatever you want. I just need to know. Is this something you're interested in? Because, damn it, I was steeped in this shit, and I think I know it pretty good. I think I can answer some questions. I think I can be not professional, but a pretty close to expert on Christianity from a, uh, what what, what, what am I going to put it? from a women's point of view I hate to say it like that but you know I was the submissive wife I stayed at home I home churched I home schooled I I home baked I mean I home artworked I I mean whatever I, I did everything at home to make this family wholesome pure and innocent and I filled my quiver with children And I felt like I was doing God's will through my life. I was a zealot. And maybe from my point of view, walking through that and coming out on the other side and seeing the fallacies for what they truly are, maybe that'll help others find closure or find opening of doors. I don't know. I... I know many doors opened for me, and many doors were bolted shut. Drop me a line. Let me know how I did. I know I need to work on this. I plan on it, and I'm having a blast doing this. My email is the name of my podcast, I believed what at gmail.com. No question mark. No capitals, all one word. I believed with a D what at gmail.com. I'm Jill Solo. Take care. Have a good night.